Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And beside this, giving all diligence unto your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity our love. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he, he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off, and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, ye shall never fall. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Wherefore I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things, though you know them, and be established in the present truth. Yea, I think it meet, as long as I am in this tabernacle, to stir you up by putting you putting you in remembrance, knowing that shortly I must put off this my tabernacle, even as our Lord Jesus Christ has shown me. Moreover, I will endeavor that you may be able, after my decease, to have these things always in remembrance. For you have not followed cunningly devised fables when we made known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For he received from God the Father honor and glory when there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory. This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. And this voice which came from heaven we heard when we were with him in the holy mount. We have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto ye do well that ye take heed, as unto a light that shineth in a dark place, until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of Scripture is, is of any private interpretation, for the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but, by, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. John. Thank you, Brother Darrell. Good morning, everyone. This second epistle of Peter, we notice from the first verse, was written to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Wherefore, since we too have been perked, we too have been privileged to share this precious faith. We may assume that what Peter had to say is meant for us also. At that time, however, Peter was mainly concerned about the more <clears throat> immediate future of Christ's 
Ecclesias, evidently knowing his own days must soon come to an end and that his master's flock would then have to get along without him. For how could he ever forget that perhaps last conversation with him when twice he had said to him, Feed my sheep and once feed my lamb. At that time, Jesus had also revealed to him by what means of death he would one day glorify God. So now, with the increasing persecution of Christ's followers, Peter evidently knew that his own time was near. Yea, I think it meet, as long as I am in this tabernacle, to stir you up by putting you in remembrance. He wrote in 13 and 14. Knowing that shortly I must put off this my tabernacle, even as our Lord Jesus Christ has showed me. Moreover, he went on to say, I will endeavor that ye may be able after my decease to have these things always in remembrance, evidently meaning he would write them down as he was doing in this letter so that they could always have them to refer to. And in doing so, he made this possible for us also. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Peter wrote in 2 and 4, 2 through 4, According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. Whereby are given unto you exceedingly great and precious promises that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Peter here briefly reminds us of the wondrous, wondrous things God has offered us through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, including all things that pertain unto life and godliness. and thereby making it possible for us to escape the, the corruption that is in the world through lust and to become partakers of the divine nature, the final change in, to be accomplished as we know from other scriptures through the resurrection of, from the dead, unless our present life should last until Christ returns, which now seems quite possible, at least for some of us. Paul explains it in 1 Corinthians 15, 47-53. The first man, Adam, is of the earth, earthy. The second man, the Lord Jesus, is the Lord from heaven. As the earthy, such are they also that are earthy. And as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. And as we have borne the image of the earthy, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. <clears throat> Neither does corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. For the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed 
For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and immortal must put on immortality. Let us note, however, that apart from Christ, no such renewal of life is possible for anyone. Without me, ye can do nothing, said Jesus. And as Peter told the Jews in Acts 4.12, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is no... For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we may we must be saved. <clears throat> we all know that our present life leaves much to be desired. We also know that the whole history of man until now has been a continual struggle between good and evil. As that to this day, as Paul wrote in Romans 8:22, the whole creation has been groaning in travail together until now. <clears throat> Men are well aware of this, but do not realize that they themselves are to blame for it. But as Paul tells us in 19-21, there is hope also for the rest of the world, as well as for man. For the for the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the Son of God. For the creation was subject to futility, not of its own will, but by the will of him who subject it in hope. Because the creation itself will be set free from the bondage to decay and obtain the glorious liberties of the children of God. Men themselves are to blame because from the beginning they did not believe God as Jesus also told the Jews. This is the condemnation that light is coming to the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. And even now with a <clears throat> complete record of God's word in our millions of Bibles today, only a minority take it very seriously. Yet in the scriptures we can find the answer to all of our problems and are shown how faith in God's word can still make possible for us all the wondrous things God has prepared for them that love him and which as well we have seen Peter referred to in this in our chapter as the exceedingly great and precious promises that by these might that by this that by these ye may might be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through the lust. <clears throat> Jesus himself has shown us the way and has invited whosoever will to come and follow him, all that the Father giveth me shall I, shall come to me. He said, And he that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. And this is the will of him that sent me, that every man, that every one which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. John six thirty-seven 37-40 We cannot, of course, see him now with our eyes, but only by our faith in the word of God do we get to know him 
And does he enter into our hearts and minds to become the pattern for our own lives also? Beloved, now are we the sons of God, wrote John in 1 John 3. And it doth not yet appear what we should be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see as he is. And every man that hath the hope in him purify himself even as he is pure. And in verse 5 and 8 of the, or chapter, the Apostle Peter writing about the same hope offers us the following helpful suggestions. And besides this, gives all diligence, adding to your faith virtue. And to virtue, knowledge, and to knowledge, temperance, and to temperance, patience, and to patience, godliness. And to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. As this, we will note our qualities that will help to make us fit for the Master's use, both in the world that now is and in the age to come. We all know about the corruption that is in the world through the lust that Peter speaks of in verse 4, both in physical and moral sense, for the evidence of it is a part of our everyday experience. Our present life, even at its best, is a mixture of good and evil, of (coughs) of joys and sorrows, of successes and disappointments, and we never know what the moral may bring. Fortunately, however, most of the bad things that could happen never do, and the joys of happiness that frequently do come our way convince us that life under proper conditions can be beautiful. We who believe in God believe also in the good. We know that evil we know <clears throat> that the evil now in the world will in due time be eliminated when Christ returns to bring his righteous reign upon the earth. We believe in the better life which Jesus has made possible for us, and we believe that even now <clears throat> all things work together for the good to them that love God. To, to them who are the called according to his purpose. The Bible records the, the Bible record of how God made this better life possible for men and eventually for the whole world is the wonderful message Jesus came to bring us over 1900 years ago. <clears throat> it constitutes the good news or gospel of Christ. And it is by far the most priceless information in the world (coughs) to this day, whether men realize it or not. All other knowledge on the earth is more or less temporal, but here we can lay hold of the eternal. Only one thing is required of us, and that is faith, faith in God and faith in his word. (coughs) Faith sufficient. Faith sufficient to make us want to act accordingly. But without faith, it is impossible to please Him, we are told. 
For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Jesus also left a special warning for all unbelievers when he was here the first time, a warning that still applies today. I am come a light into the world. He said that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. And if any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not. For I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. He that rejecteth me and receiveth not my word hath one that judges him. The words that I have spoken, the same shall judge him at the last day. John 12, 46-48 Yet a little while is the light with you, Jesus told the people of his time. While ye have light, believe in the light. This now also applies to us. <clears throat> While we still have the light in our Bibles of today. And whosoever will may still come and find in Jesus a far more satisfying life than in the present worldly ways. But come back, coming back to our chapter after his good advice to us in verse 5 and 8, Peter continues in 9 through 11 as follows. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore, the rather, brethren, giveth diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if ye do these things, ye shall never fail. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. For we have not followed cunning devised fables when we made known unto you the power of and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Peter assures us in verse 16 16-18, But were eyewitnesses of the majesty, for he, for he received from God the Father honor and glory when there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory. This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased, and this voice which came from heaven we heard when we were with him in the holy mountain. We have also a more sure word of prophecy, the prophetic words made more sure, whereunto ye do well that ye take heed heed as unto a light that shineth in dark places until the day dawn and the day star rise in the hearts knowing this first that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation Peter says at the end of our chapter for the prophecy came not in old times by the will of man but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Spirit we too are seeing our own proof of this in the restoration of Israel which has now reached a point that makes it one of the most sufficient fulfillments of Bible prophecy since the day of the apostles. That concludes our
lecture. We'll have our memorial hymn. Hymn 106. Thank you. 